dads. Hello, welcome to Dad Talks. We get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your number one dad, Jared Schmansky. With me, as always, my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, today I have Samuel Adams seasonal old Fezziwig, rich and spiced. Old Fezziwig is what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great name for a Christmas beer, I'm going to be honest with you. It yeah, d- it's a... It- what were you going to say? I was going to say, seasonal pack doesn't give it the flavor. This is a red and white branded Christmas beer that Joe is drinking. Yeah, it's uh, an ale brewed with cinnamon, ginger, and orange peel. Ooh. Uh, it came from a seasonal pack that I got from Sam's Club of Sam Adams. A lot of Sam's uh, there. From or For Cora's birthday. And I didn't have any beer for tonight, so I cracked into it early. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's um, It's... An ale, so it tastes kind of beery. Yeah. Um, I'm not tasting really any cinnamon. It tastes like spice. Like, there's a spice there. Yeah, I feel like Christmas ales always kind of do that, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're just heavy spice. They're just heavy on the spice. Same thing with pumpkin beers, right? Like, you don't necessarily yeah. taste the pumpkin all the time, but you taste right. the spice. Same with Arrakis. Oh, always. The spice must flow, Joe. The spice must flow. You are charging are you through that book. I am. Good. I'm going to talk about that book in a second. But All right. I can't wait. So, what, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a Red Stripe. Mm. Jamaica's finest. Yeah, it's good beer. I love I love me a Red Stripe. I saw it. I had to go to Meyer for something uh, before the Michigan Michigan State game last weekend. Yeah. And I needed a beer for it. And I saw the Red Stripe. I was like, yeah. Yeah. All right. That feels good. So I got a 12 pack of yeah. Red Stripe. And I drank it's, four it's... that day. And I've drank one since. So I have like still a six pack that's gonna take me probably six weeks to drink. It's uh it's a good just all around beer. Oh yeah. It's my first beer I ever drank. Fun fact. Really? Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um I like it. I haven't had one in a long time, but I'm a fan. I might have to go uh go get some. I like the little bottles too. I like the little bottles. If they're they're very nice. They're very just like I don't know. It's sometimes you need just a little something different, and they're just a nice yeah. like classic lager jamaica's finest jamaica's finest uh real quick back to dune um oh yeah charging through it the spice must flow um damn it's a good book have you gotten to the point where they are in the movie yet i'm very close to it so i think actually so i read the book so i could watch the movie and that was a good Mm -hmm. experience because it was cool to see the book played out on screen but yeah. I low-key think that you're doing it the right way where you watch the movie and then go back and get all the detail from the book because I feel like the movie's set up that way that it doesn't give away, it doesn't give away the ship, right? It's not like, hey, right. here's everything. And it leaves enough there that like you understand the story. And then when you go back and read the book, you get all the detail behind it. My problem when I read yeah. the book is I didn't know what the shit was going on. For the entire book, right? Like, until, like, basically where the movie ends is when you start. I remember messaging Kevin because, so the book ends in three, it has three parts. It's book one, book two, and book three, all in one book. Yeah. Not confusing at all, Frank Herbert. Thank you. Um, (laughs) And I remember messaging Kevin at the end of book one of Dune, and I Mm -hmm. was like, wow, like, Something just yeah. like big happened. I'm not gonna spoil it here, but like something right. big happened. And Kevin's yeah. like, Oh yeah. 
oh yeah and i was like what and then something you'll see something big happens at the end of book two and then the end of book three is the end of the book so like it's you don't know what's going on until all of a sudden these big like moments happen so i feel like watching the movie and getting like an idea of the landscape the the like overallness of it and then going back reading the book and realizing like oh shit that's what happened that's cool yeah yeah i'm charging through it um i have eight hours and 40 minutes left oh yeah um but i'm listening to it at 1.1 speed oh interesting okay just a Uh, little bit faster just a little bit faster if i listen to it at just normal speed i have nine and a half hours left so like just by listening to it by that point one knocked off like an hour listening that's huge that's really big yeah um but once i finish it and once luke from best song ever finishes it yes we should have those two boys on and have a dune talks i love it i love it we'll do it we'll do a whole dad talk on dune yeah nobody so, has to listen but the four of us can just do it'll it be it'll be us great just nerding out we haven't done a nerdy episode in a while so it'll be a good good nerd time i love it mm-hmm. um so i love that i think that's a like a really good one um i was thinking back to so you have that one joe and i uh hey amazon if you're listening to us right now just like skip forward like 45 minute you know whatever so joe and i are sharing an audible right now because i have a bunch of books on audible um and so i have that one and i have the second one so you'll have to read messiah i have to finish that one i think i only have two hours left though so i'll I'll just cruise through messiah here soon before you finish dune so you can roll right into messiah and then i'm going to chicago a week from monday and I think yeah. I'm going to listen to Sandman because I have Ooh. that I have that one on there too. So you can listen to that too. Yeah, Joe, I'm welcome. Uh, welcome to my Audible library. I have some good shit in here. <laughs> it's a new podcast idea. My Audible library. I love that. Yeah, N- TM. Nobody take that. No, that's us. We bookmarked it. Get it? Bookmarked that's us. it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm all um, over this right now. So, I chatted my face off for the last five weeks you did you did i'm ready for a break are you ready for some knowledge joe i hope so boy i hope so i'm ready to lay some some true dad knowledge on your ass i love it bring joe, it on joe i must i must ask this question first right off the top would you consider mm-hmm. yourself a sportsman a sportsman no <laughs> no no you're not That's one silly. of the sports people no good gravy no good i knew the answer before i asked it yeah so today i'm going to teach you about the magical world of fantasy sports <laughs> and i want you to give me what you think fantasy sports are right off the top when yeah. you hear the word fantasy and sports together what do you imagine they are high lie okay um maybe curling Maybe like dragon riding. Yeah, that's a good one. There. Mm-hmm. Quidditch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, anything with the Triwizard Tournament. Mm, totally. Yeah. The Black know, Lake. Like, yeah, I get it. Black Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe you skipped. Can't believe you skipped jousting. That would have been my first like <laughs> fantasy sports jousting. Jousting, sword fighting, the whole thing. Um, no, but fantasy sports. God, I just want it to be like D and D, but with sports. <laughs> um is you make your own team right you draft players from random teams throughout whatever Mm -hmm. leagues 
Right. Sometimes you put Michael Jordan and you want him to be quarterback. And you're like, that's fine. Nope. Oh, not it. They not should it. try that, though. That would be dope. A cross-league fantasy team. I, I'd build yeah. that. I'd build that. Right. And then you select what players are going to play in mm. random games. Like, but they're not playing a game. They're playing a fake virtual game I love based this. on the real games. Right? I so love it's this. Like... <laughs> You're explaining it just as well as I could. And I've been playing fantasy sports basically my whole life. And then based on how they do in the real game, and they all had a great time, you get points. And if you're lucky, you could win $20. It's all about how much fun they have. <laughs> it all boils it. down to how much fun they can have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, you have a little bit of knowledge, and I'm going to enlighten you even further. So, fantasy sports. And the reason I want to talk about it is because I love fantasy sports. I play yeah. fantasy football religiously. I mean, like, it's... You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't know by my fantasy score in, in our, our friends league right now because I'm like second to last, and our buddy DeRoja's in last place, uh, and, and <laughs> Kevin's girlfriend or Kevin's fiance Annie yeah. uh, is in first place. So Hell that yeah, hurts Annie. a little bit um, that Annie's just kicking all of our asses. But <laughs> so I love fantasy sports, and and it it really occurred to me after we were talking about my sports weekend this this past weekend, um, I should talk about the sports I'm actually good at. Uh, which is yeah. not watching my terrible teams, but making my own dream team in my pocket. Hell yeah. Perfect. I love it. So fantasy sports, and I'm going to focus on football in particular, but this the same rules apply to all leagues. They have fantasy football, hockey, baseball. Uh, I'm sure there's fantasy soccer. I don't know where you'd find fantasy soccer, but right. um, there has it has to exist. Um, right. So you can play fantasy for any of these. So um, we'll focus on fantasy football because that's what's going on right now. Fantasy football is where you take players from all over the NFL yeah, by position and you build a team based off that, that position and player, okay? So you have a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a kicker, okay? That's and a, it? And a defense. What about all the other players? There's so many more players on the field. That's a Nobody great question, Joe. And it's a great question. And we're going to get into it when we get into defense, because in standard leagues, you pick a whole defense, but there's a funny little variation where you can actually pick individual defensive players. And I play in one of those leagues and it's tough. It's tough, Joe. Yeah. So the idea of fantasy football is you have to pick the players that you think are going to score the most points every week. Pretty straightforward, right? right? What you want to do is, and I should go back. Let me take a step back. There's three formats, okay? okay? There's standard, which is you just get points per yard, okay? Okay. There's half point PPR, which means you get a half a point every time you catch a ball. So points per reception, okay? Okay. And then there's full point per reception, fans football. Okay. Okay? You still with me? I'm, I'm here. Okay. All right. So those are the formats. So... Yeah. What the way you want to draft is you want to get the people who get the highest points first. Okay. And most of the time that's running backs and wide receivers because running backs and wide receivers where quarterback technically touches the ball every single play 
running backs and wide receivers get the most yards, right? Like a quarterback's right. not, ru- I mean, some quarterbacks do, but most quarterbacks aren't running for hundreds and hundreds of yards per game or, or, you know, right. uh, throwing for a thousand touchdowns. Um, so you want to take like a wide receiver or running back that's going to catch a lot of yards and they're going to catch a lot of touch or score a lot of touchdowns. Okay. Right. So you fill up those positions first and then you want to get a tight end, but you want to get a tight end on a team that throws and catches to tight ends a lot because tight ends are not always utilized that way. Okay. Right. And they're hard to get. They're hard to get. You really got to work for them. I mean, squats all day, Joe. That's right. And then you want to get a quarterback that throws the ball. I mean, plain and simple, right? Like, yeah, you can't have a quarterback to just hand off the running backs all the time. They're not going to score you any points. Right. So based on how they do, uh, you had that right. Based on how they do on the field, those turn mm-hmm. into points for you. So for receivers, you get, uh, I think, one point per every 10 yards of receiving. And then you get six points for a touchdown. Running backs, right. it's 10 yards gained, right? So running backs can run the ball or catch the ball. So mm-hmm. for every 10 yards they get, they get one point, And then for six, six points for a touchdown, and you get a quarterback who gets, it's not one point per 10 yards thrown because they throw like 300 yards a game, right? So that wouldn't right. really be fair. Um, so it's a different calculation, but it's something similar to that. And then they also get six points for a touchdown. Um, okay. Although in some leagues, they do it five points for a quarterback touchdown, which I think is huh. weird, but we always do six points. So my strategy has always been to try and get a quarterback and then one of their like high position players on their team. Like this year I have the Arizona Cardinals quarterback and the Arizona Cardinals number one receiver. And that way, every time he throws a touchdown, there's a high probability he's throwing it to that receiver. Double up on those points. But it backfired like this week. They had an absolutely awful game. They lost their first game of the season and they like, Neither one did anything, so I I double right. lost, right? Because like the quarterback wasn't throwing Damn. touchdowns and the receiver wasn't catching catching any touchdowns, and I just double lost. So right now, you might get into this. I don't know. No, ask all the questions. What happens? Injuries, right? Let's say your quarterback blows out his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Done for like four games. Great question. There is something called a waiver wire. Okay. A waiver wire. So there are an insane, I mean, there's 32 teams. There's 52 players per team, right? Right. So that comes out. I don't know. I'm not going to do math. 150. Yeah. A hundred and. Mm, more, did, what did 180, you say? 50, 52 times 32. That's like a hundred and I don't know. It's definitely. Yeah. Anyway, it's somewhere around. <laughs> it's between 150 and 200. We'll say. Um, and you have to take away defense, right? So that number's lower, but still, right. If we count it out, there's uh quarterback two to seven, or I'm sorry, eight, eight positions on your team. And then you get six bench spots. So after you fill your eight starters, you have to fill your bench with players that can swap in and out. Right. So like, uh, if, and every, it goes both ways. One for injury, right? Because like if your quarterback gets hurt, you need another quarterback or I mean, running backs get hurt all the time, right? So you right. need another running back to slot in. So you keep them on your bench. 
the same thing with bye weeks. Every team in the NFL has a bye. So there's one week that player is not going to be playing. So you need somebody there to swap them in right. and out, right? So you get six bench spots. Now, there's a strategy behind who you want to carry on your bench, right? Because there's some really good backups. Uh, so the Minnesota Vikings have a star running back named Dalvin Cook. Okay. Dalvin Cook is very injury prone. He gets hurt all the time. His backup is Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison is puts Alexander up, Madison. I thank you. Thank you for, for doing that. I think about that every time I look at them, like this is too close. Um, <laughs> every time that Dalvin Cook gets hurt, Alexander Madison puts up basically the same number that Cook does every mm. time he plays, right? So I keep I have Dalvin Cook as my starting running back, but I keep Madison on my team because if Cook gets hurt, boom, just swap him in. You don't lose that many points right there, right? Right. It's called a handcuff, basically, to to a running back. So there's a strategy there of like, I don't carry a backup quarterback. So hmm. if somebody has other quarterbacks on their team, I have to go to the waiver wire and just pick up a quarterback that somebody didn't have. And most of the time that quarterback is not very good. Like right. I'm gonna I'm ending up with a New York Jets quarterback throwing three interceptions <laughs> a game. So it's just I mean it's a risk though, right? Like you, you right. just gotta play that you gotta play the game you gotta play it. Um now do so. you have to be there like will the will it automatically swap for you? Like will whatever system you're playing mm-hmm. in swaps this stuff for you, do the calculations for you, do all that, or do you have to go some... in and do some shit? Some apps do it for you, or you can pay like a, a premium subscription, and they will they'll do it based on their algorithm. They'll, and that's the other thing is this fantasy sports are super stats focused, right? So right. people go in and do rankings of like I think you know Dalvin Cook's going to be the third best running back in the entire league this week, so you, you better start him, right? Like. And then somebody might say, oh, well, I think he's going to be the seventh best running back, you know, in the league this week. You're probably in that scenario. You're probably still starting them, but they go all the way down to like, I think he's going to be the 23rd best running back in the league versus this guy's going to be the 24th running back. Now, who are you going to pick 23 or 24? Right. Right. So it goes all the way down and it's all very stats based. So for me, I prefer doing it myself because I have a, a trusted website I use to to do rankings and things like that. But it's if some people some people can pay more and it'll do it for them automatically based off that app's algorithm that thinks that this player is going to be the best or put up the most points that week. Right. And it's a super crapshoot. Like sometimes the number, like people be like, he's going to be the best wide receiver this week. He has a great matchup. The quarterback's throwing, you know, five touchdowns a game. Like he's going to be the best wide receiver. And then he puts up a goose egg because he just had a bad game. Right. So kind of the way of the road. Interesting. So Annie's number one. Annie's number one. Correct. What's Annie doing right that you aren't? It's a great question. Uh, my team specifically, if we diagnose, um, I didn't have a wide receiver two for a while. So you need a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two. And my wide receiver two that I drafted has been both hurt and underplay underperforming. So like not both in, in bad scenarios. And there's a saying of, you can't win your fantasy league during the draft because you still have to like 
if somebody gets hurt or, you know, people aren't playing, you still have to go to the waiver wire and pick up the hot player and things like that. But you can lose it in the, in the draft because if you pick, like, for me, I picked him as a wide receiver two. He's playing as, like, a wide receiver four right now, right? Like, mm. I'm losing all of those points, and that's a huge blow to my to my team. So, that's tough. I didn't have – my running back was hurt for a while, like I said. Um, and uh, so, that was that was tough. It's tough. Huh. So, <clears throat> does the season end, your fantasy season end when the season ends, right? Like, before yeah. Super Bowl? So – Fantasy actually ends mm, one week early. Yes, they end the so playoffs will be two weeks before the end of the season. Okay, or gotcha. Let me go back. So there's 17 games in the NFL season. Okay, yeah. The fantasy football Super Bowl will be week 16. Gotcha. Because. Week 17, if teams have already made the playoffs, they sit all their starters. And they, because they're like, I've already made the playoffs. I don't need to win this game, right? I can just lose it. So I'm going to play all my backups, make sure my starters are healthy for the playoffs. Um, So for fantasy football purposes, you can't just start all the backups, right? That wouldn't be fair. Yeah. So they end it the week before to minimize that as much as possible. Um, So playoffs are... They're three weeks, so um, it'll go week 14, 15, and then 16 will be playoffs for fantasy football. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, that's fun. That's exciting. How many people are you playing with right now? I think we have 10 people in our league. So Good gravy. Yeah, so a good league is like 10 to 12 people. There's some really deep, they call them deep leagues because once you get up to like 14 people, you're, yeah. you're, the people you're starting right? Like there's the less people there are in your league, the better players you have on your team, right? Because right. you're cycling through faster. Um, right. But the more, pe- the more people you have in your league, the worse people are starting, um, which can make it more interesting sometimes because if you pick up somebody on like a, well, you know, they're, they're on a team that throws the ball a lot. And then all of a sudden they become the wide receiver, the number one wide receiver on that team. Like you got lucky and you're probably going to win that league. Um, right. so it can be interesting, but it it can also kind of be a crapshoot. So, hmm. and speaking of crapshoot, I mentioned that you only on, in most leagues, you only pick a whole team defense. Okay. Right. So like my, the team defense that I have are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. All right. But there are some leagues like my other league that I play in, where you actually have to pick individual defensive players based off position. So in that wow. league, I have two defensive linemen, two linebackers, and two defensive backs. So wow. I need to go through and follow rankings on who's going to be the best, you know, who has the best situation to get the most tackles, who's in the best position to get some interceptions, you know, things like that. So it's all right. points based off that too. So that gets super complicated because now I have uh, 12 people on my team or, or 13 people on my team. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's so much work. Yeah, that that one, I I don't love that. I would much prefer like doing the easy way of like, yeah, just yeah. pick, you know, who's a good quarterback this week, right? Especially, so, like I said, 32 teams in the in the league. So that means there's 32 teams that play every week besides bye weeks. 
So theoretically, there's 32 starting quarterbacks. Now, right. there's not going to they're not going to put up the numbers you want them to put up, but yeah. if there's 10 people in the league, you can go out and find a, an okay quarterback to make it through a week if you get hurt or like Maybe somebody does better than you thought at the draft and you can go get them and, and things like that. When you have to keep track of, of 16 different people, like it takes a, like an hour out of my week every week to go through and like analyze and measure all the, all the players on, on that team. Right. Huh. Now let me tell you how bad our math is. Oh no. We said there's 32 teams and each one has 52 players. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, that's like 150 people. Yeah. We're so dumb. Did we not move we to do- zero? We were doing 32 times five yeah. to get that number. Yeah. I knew, I... There's 1,664. God not damn it. 200. <laughs> oh, Joe, I only do math for a living. Right? Wow. Um, well, that sounds exciting and anxiety like i i feel like i would just be glued to the tv to my phone just to see how people are doing right yeah and i i'll give a plus and a minus to it the pros and cons are i'm like i said matt i do math for a job i enjoy numbers i enjoy like statistics and things like that it's very analytics focused it's very much like the you look at a matchup and they have like a B plus matchup because the cornerback they're going up against is giving up, you know, the third most yards in the entire NFL. So this receiver has a really good matchup against that, right? Like things like yeah. that. Very analytics focused, which is really cool to me. The minus and sorry, the second pro is it gets me more interested in the rest of the NFL, right? Especially with yeah. a team where my team sucks. The Lions are awful and I don't want to watch them every week. Um, right. And I still do, but like I enjoy the NFL as a whole. So this is a really good way for me to get excited about other games, right? Like, yeah. oh, so I have somebody playing for you know I have Arizona. I my quarterback plays for Arizona. I'll turn on the Arizona game. It's a you know good football team, and I'm I have a little skin in the game because I want to see how the quarterback and the wide receiver do, right? Yeah, that's <clears throat> huh. That 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 is a good like viewpoint. Right. Because right? like you said, like Michigan, you're a Lions fan, but like it gets yeah. you in the mood to watch somebody else play. That's and that's exactly it. And it's not like, oh, I'm rooting for them to, to win. Right. Like, oh, I want Arizona to win the Super Bowl. I don't care. But right. I enjoy watching the sport of football. And this is a really good way for me to feel like I'm invested in the game at least a little bit. Yeah. In a way that like, oh, and especially great when like you have players on your team on both sides of the ball. So you're just like, I just want everybody to score as much as possible. This would be awesome. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, just everybody exactly. throw touchdowns. You know, I like the idea of it. I get that. I, it's tempting. Right. Cause I'm like, yeah, totally. I'd do it, but I know nothing about football. Like I'm like, I don't have no idea who I would draft, but I really enjoy the idea of it. I'm like, you know, maybe one day, maybe next year, you and I sit down, we make Joe a team. I like that. I like that. We make Joe's team. And let's see if Joe gets invested in football. Probably not, but we can try. That's a very good. That's a very good experiment. I think maybe next year we do that. I think next year we make you a team. 
I will say the hardest part, and some people don't find it because you can go in and, and there's a big debate on how important the draft is, but you could go in and just pick the best player at the position you need. Right. Right. And come out with a pretty decent team. Yeah. Like people, the computer, if you can't draft, like say you're, you know, they pick a night that you can't make it and the computer will auto draft for you. Right. And that's what oh, okay. the, the computer does. It basically goes and they have their algorithm that says like this right. player was going to score the most points this year. Right. And they'll just pick the best player at the available spots that you have. Yeah. And honestly, those teams don't turn out that bad. Right. Uh, the only problem you run into is like they leave the players in that are like it, maybe they're injured, but not out for the season. Right. So you right. might get a really good wide receiver who's hurt for six more weeks. Right. Right. Or maybe they're suspended three games and you like all of a sudden don't have a wide receiver for the first three games. So yeah. that you run into that. But the draft, I would say, is probably the hardest part because for me, at least, I, I don't know about other people, but the draft for me is the hardest part because I get so into the strategy of like, do I take a wide receiver, then a running back, then another wide receiver? Do I take, you know, like, uh, a over the last couple of years, I took the chiefs tight end uh, in the second round because no other tight end puts up the numbers he does. Right. So like yeah. I'm automatically getting more points at that position than anybody else. So uh, it's for me thinking about all that and trying to understand. And that's where honestly, where the name recognition is the hardest because you have to go through and be like, I don't know who that is, but it looks like right. they're going to have a lot of points. So I'm going to draft them. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Like, maybe let's give it a go next next year. Let's I like it. not forget. Okay, I'll make and, a note of it. Yeah, yeah. Make a note. Make a reminder. I'll make a reminder in my phone for like the middle Perfect. of July, so we can get you signed up for the league. <laughs> and I'm gonna be really. I'm gonna be really mad when Annie repeats her championship when she beats you for the final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what Ugh, will happen. Heartbroken. Who do, so, who does Annie have? Oh. Uh, I'm not gonna know you're who not they gonna, are. You're not gonna know who they are. Let me let me pull it up. Hold on. Um. So while you're looking that up, did you ever put a Lions on your team just like out of you know posterity? Yes, there is. There are some Lions that are not terrible. Um. Ooh. I said Annie was winning. Annie's fallen a couple games. She's middle of the road. Oh, no. Oh, Annie, I'm sorry you had to find out like I this. I know it. She's dropped. She's only 500. Four wins, four losses. Oof. Who's number one? Uh, a guy named Mike. Must be one of DeRoge's buddies from back home. <laughs> uh, DeRoja is maybe. not last. DeRoja is second to last. And I'm third to last. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for you. Kevin's in third place. Go, Kevin. All right. All right, Kev. You want to hear Kevin's team? Yeah, let's hear it. He's got the quarterback from Buffalo. Okay. You got a wide receiver from uh, Carolina. Okay. Wide receiver from Kansas City. All right. Running back from Arizona. Okay. Running back from Cleveland. Oh, oh. Oh. The T- Browns? Yeah. Hey, look at you. I'm proud <laughs> of you for knowing helmet. that. 
Uh, he's got a tight end from Atlanta and a wide receiver from uh, from Denver. Huh. Okay. Then I'm, I'm pretty good as a masochist. Mascots too. As a masochist, he has Justin Tucker, who beat the Lions on a record-breaking field goal this year. So ah, uh, that guy hurts. Hurts to see that. <laughs> He's also got Jamal Williams on his team. A little, little Lions shout out. Okay. So oh, Joe, cool. that's fantasy football. I love it. I'm excited. I'm in, I'm invigorated. I'm ready for next year. Are you ready? Joe's coming at you. I'm excited. I'm. I I can't wait. I can't wait to see. Honestly, it's there's so much dumb luck involved too. I think yeah. that's over, or I understated how much dumb luck is involved because, like, yeah, literally week to week, any player can go off for any number, right? Like, right, or or vice versa, right? One week, a wide receiver might tweak his ankle, and then all of a sudden, he's out for the. He tweaks his ankle in the first play, he's out for the whole game, and boom, yeah, that's it. You've already started him. You can't switch him out. No, yeah, no, that makes sense, but. I love the idea of like the event. Every person's got their Avengers of like yes. football, right? Yes. Like, what a great, great analogy, Joe. Like they they don't all belong together, but they're there to save the world. To save know? the world, or you know, win you twenty dollars at the end of the at the end of the season, <laughs> one or the other. Exactly, I love it. Do you ever do uh, like the other ones? Do you ever do fantasy baseball? I. I don't because I don't follow those leagues as closely. I might get into fantasy yeah. hockey just because I've been watching a ton more hockey now that the Red Wings are better. Yeah. Um. And I follow like the the thing about fantasy football is I know everything like about the NFL. I follow the NFL as right. a whole, including the line, including the Lions. Yeah. I only follow the Tigers and the Red Wings when it comes to the yeah. other right. So it's like it's hard for me to sit down and be like, oh, I'm gonna pick the left winger out of Vegas because you know, he's going to be good. Cause I just don't follow them closely enough. Right. Um, Definitely. so it makes it hard and baseball both and hockey is bad too, because hockey has 80 games. Baseball has 180 games. So how am I, games. how am I going to pay attention to 180 yeah. games worth of, of, of the season to make a lineup? Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Um, last question Kay. before we get out of here, do they do this for college? For a long time, I thought no, but I found out recently they do, hmm. which is weird because college kind of is college has the opposite problem of baseball. Baseball has a ton of games, but still very manageable amount of players. Yeah. College football has a very small amount of games, but a ridiculously um, or ridiculous amount of players that you can slot in, right? Because there's yeah. hundreds of programs in in D1 alone that you can slot yeah. in. So it's it's even worse to try and keep track of how many people are on college teams that are even good. Like I'm a Michigan fan and I probably couldn't tell you the name of every single receiver that's caught a that's caught a ball this year, right? Like right. it's there's just a ridiculous amount of of players on the field. Yeah. That is that is bananas. I didn't think about that because mm-hmm. like every college has a football team, <laughs> it, like hundreds. And and we our college is a D one college, right? The the max. So like you can yeah. anywhere from like small schools that are still D one all the way up to like Alabama, 
right? So yeah, and anything in between. So it's just a ridiculous. And I think they can actually carry more players on their team in college. I think they can carry seventy five players per team. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. So not that like most of those are not ever going to see the field. Most of those players, yeah. but they're still like that much more players doing it. So it's just, it would it's just way more to manage. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. I lied. One more question. Hit me. Will we ever see Alaska and Hawaii get some teams out there in the NFL? Uh, I don't know, Joe. I don't know. Hawaii has a pretty good D1 college football program. I was going to say, their college seems pretty yeah. okay. So that's probably the closest we're going to see to them getting a pro team. And the main, I would say the number one reason you're not going to see a Hawaiian pro team is because it takes six hours from L.A., so right. it's, wherever you go, it's four hours, three hours, two hours to LA, and then another six to Hawaii. Like, yeah. And then you're going like, what, what are they? Five or six hours behind us, like yeah. in time zone or eight hours behind us in time zone. So like, it would just be, it would just be a mess, but they are sending teams to London to play. Why? I don't know. And they're sending the worst teams like this year, the jets and the Jaguars played, which are like two of the worst teams in football. And they played in London to try and make like uh like get a London fan base, but but it rolls right into my, our international stand of like shouts to our buddy Jake from Australia. Uh, he just shot yeah. us a message before we started recording. I haven't had a chance to respond yet. Um, but shouts to him because he is a massive Eagles fan. Philadelphia I saw Eagles that fan. on his Instagram. Yeah, he was, he was rocking an Eagles jersey. So, so good, and, good and they, on you, Jake. And they just beat uh they just beat the Lions last week. So he gets the last laugh. Uh, it hurts still, <laughs> uh, but good win. I'm proud of you. Good, good win, Jake. Maybe um, one day they'll put they'll send a, an NFL team to to Australia. Hopefully, uh, that'd be pretty cool. Right. I was actually Joe. I was watching some Australian football uh, a couple weeks ago. What? Yeah, I don't know. Rugby? It was on. T- it was on TV. No, it's it's different. It's Australian rules football. And I'll be honest, I have no idea what the what the rules are. No idea. No clue. I was huh. watching it, and they like there's like goalposts, but if you kick it through the goalposts, there's different points per goalpost you kick it through, and I was like, that seems like Quidditch, but different, and I have no idea how this happens, and so, like, <laughs> there's no, like, running over a lot. Oh, you score a touchdown if you run between the goalposts. Huh. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why? So, it was just, it's wild. It's wild, Australian rules football is. Interesting. So. Interesting. Alright, Joe, let's well, get out of here. Yeah, thank you for educating me. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Um, And thank you all so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And thanks to Planet Ant for having us on the podcast network. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on our social media. We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Big Dad Energy. And uh, hey, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast.